The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, Bramigos. Hello, hello. It is Above the Dave. Welcome to another episode of The Lot Scene Podcast. Today, episode 30, we're going to be talking about the next generation of jam band fans. I've seen a lot of young people out there seeing seeing jam bands from this recent uptick that we've seen in this in this movement. And I want to talk about maybe why we, some scenes are seeing young people and other scenes are not. And I'm going to bring out some special guests to talk about that with. We have today in the studio a fish fan and his daughter, who he does take to shows. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be a father-daughter combo at a fish show. Speaking of which, after that, we are going to get a visit from Mike Gordon and Chris Kuroda, who are going to talk with us. And then finally, he's back once again, the legend, folk hero, Bob Dylan, performing some songs of the Disco Biscuits, who he is a massive fan of, I guess. So snort a Dorito and boof a burrito. It's another episode of The Lot short time podcasting about how all jam band fans are somehow in their 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s. Basically, I'm always alluding to the fact that we're all middle-aged uh, to old people who are seeing this music. That's not fair. That's not that's not accurate. If you're listening to this, you're, you're probably definitely not. You're probably way hotter than the people that I'm picturing in my head right now. Yeah, I'm complimenting you. I don't think any old people even know how to find a podcast. So if you're listening to this, thanks. You're probably young, sexy, and you're into jam bands. Hey, let's talk about you guys for a sec. What's up with that? Where? How did that happen? I, I'll say. I'll say this. In the last few years, there's there's kind of been a, a boom, right? Like Dead and Company, I think is a major catalyst because Dead and Company. Because if you look at the age of the people who were really, really into the Dead. You know, we're high schoolers, college kids in the 80s, like when that 80s boom happened. Man, those those people uh, then had kids and those kids grew up and now they're of age and and just hitting that teen, early 20s uh, age group. And their parents like the dead. And I know a lot of people where their parents like the dead and then they got into the dead 
And it's like, oh, man, you'll never see it. Oh, wait, Dead & Company. Dead & Company shows have such incredibly large array of ages. I would think that a band that old, that's not even the band, it's just like a offshoot of the original thing. I would think that that would not garner a massive support of young people. It's not really happening in a lot of other group, like other concerts of old bands. The Dead is obviously a much different act. It's, a, it's, it's such a cultural movement. It doesn't matter when you were born. If you are that kind of person that will gravitate towards this and this is what you want in music and this is uh, even a, an identity that you want to take part in. I mean, I did and I was coming up in the 90s. People did that in the 80s, 70s, 60s. So why? Yeah. It's happening. It's happening right now. And it's, it's actually a pretty cool time because you have Dead & Company is, is, is just so many young people at these shows, which is so cool to see. I did not expect that at all. Uh, I don't know why, but I didn't. Goose has the same thing happening. A younger group of jam band fans that are very excited and touring. Not anything close. I don't see a lot of people like doing tours with Goose and setting up Shakedown, but it wouldn't be crazy to see that happen. And I know I mentioned that it might come down to when are these fan groups having kids and these kids have to then get old enough to then also be out on their own, making their own life decisions of, do I like this music? Do I want to partake in this scene? You know, these, these kids would have have to been born around 20 years ago. And I don't think for the majority of Fish fans who got into Fish, maybe they're my age, right? Let's just say they're somewhere between 35 and 50 I think that we are just a little shy of having our kids be old enough to usher in another boom of young people seeing fish. You just don't see it. Fish actually has, I think, on average, the older crowd right now than, than Dead & Company because of this. I think that for the most part, when I go to a fish show these days, it's going to be 40-year-olds. 40 40 and then a, a few like young kids... And sure, some young people, sure, but they're coming. It's just not yet. It's We're still just a few years out where you're going to have some of the elder fish fans who are probably in that 50 range. Honestly, you know, Trey's kids are like now old enough to be fish fans on their own. And so and he's older than a lot of the fish fans. Uh, so we're still maybe a few years out from seeing those kids being old enough where we're going to see like them being like, my parents loved fish and now I'm out there loving fish. And man, that's going to be so crazy when that happens. Hopefully if that happens uh, to see like it being passed down, like, yeah, no, my dad loved fish. <laughs> it's like, fuck, that, that's, that's, that's when I'm going to know, like, I'm seriously, that's it. That's when I'm going to know I'm old. When I w go from the bright eyed teenager seeing fish for the first time to one of my friend's kids being a bright-eyed teenager going to fish for the first time. I, I don't know anyone personally that, that has gone through that with fish, but it's definitely happening with people who are in their, like, you know, 50s, 60s, and, and 70s who are now having their kids be, like, 25-year-olds doing dead tour. I think it's kind of fascinating. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what else is going to happen with this boom of kids who grew up on the dead and then eventually on fish are we going to see more and more jam bands form because of this? Is this how this thing never stops rolling? Because <laughs> right now we are seeing a bunch of artists who are in like their like late 20s, early 30s kind of exploding. You have the Billy Strings and the Goose and all that. But 
is the, and then there's going to be like another thing in another five years or so of another bunch of new bands and and acts that every get people's attention and that uh, I just kind of find the whole cyclical movement of this thing kind of fascinating because I think that this music is different than other kinds of music like I see a like a lot of electronic music I guess depending on the act sure there's going to be some older people but for a lot of electronic music it is generally a younger crowd and when you get older you just kind of stop going to that I guess though that hasn't really been the case for me and a lot of my friends I think for a lot of people that's just something that they they put as a younger person's thing where rock music jam rock stuff dead fish I don't think that really works like that and then it makes me think you know as a biscuit person or man I mean even fans of other bands that came out of the 90s we're still being a little young for us having kids that are old enough to be doing that on their own. I mean, are bands like the Biscuits and, and Umphreys going to see like some big boom of young people whose parents like them in 20 or in 10 years? <laughs> Again, that that's going to be wild. And we actually have a father and daughter uh, that are here in the studio. We wanted to bring them on so we could get some perspective on what it is like to be a fish fan who's taking their kid and see how that works and how that's going. And we actually reached out and uh, we did know of one guy who was a fish fan who had a, who had a kid. His wife, we've had a few times call in. Her name is Lisa and her husband's name is Matthew. And he is here with their daughter, Esther. And we'd love to bring them out right now and talk with them about what's it like going to fish with your kid. So let's bring them out here. Everybody, it's Matthew and Esther. All right, welcome everybody. And Esther, how are you today? Say hello to the man. I'm good. So Matthew, we have had the pleasure of speaking to your wife, Lisa, a few times here on the podcast. We know you are a big time fish fan. How many shows have you seen, Matthew? I've seen 212. Oh, snap. Nice, man. Love the boys. And now I get to share all that magic with my daughter, Esther, here. Esther, yeah, love love that name, man. You know it. Does Lisa know where that name comes from? No, 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 no. It's, it's a rare song to see, so she hasn't picked up on that one. Now, Esther Gula Markowitz, listen to me. We are not going to cry on this show. I'm tired. Oh, well, Esther, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you have a toy? A toy? Uh, uh, no, I don't. I got a mug, I guess. Uh, I got some pens. Let me see here. Uh, vape pen. Uh, here's a book. I don't, do you want to read this book? Looks like it's got some pictures. Sure, I guess. Okay, here you go. What do you say to the man, Esther? Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm not even sure what that is, but have fun with that. So, Matthew, you've taken Esther to a few shows now. Is that correct? Yeah, she's done 10 shows. Double digits already? Sick, Esther. I guess. What's your favorite part, Esther, of going to the shows with Daddy? Hot dogs. Yes, and? Pretzels. Uh-huh. And what else? Um, cotton candy. Well, sure. But w- what about the show? Um, I like the sparkles. She likes the lights. She's a big CK5 fan. She just met him backstage. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's great. 
What else do you like about the fish shows? Daddy is funny when he dances. <laughs> That's fun. Do you dance? No, I eat candy and wear my headphones. Yeah, we gotta protect those ears, Mommy said. Daddy says who cares, but Mommy is the boss. So, Esther, do you like Fish's music? Not really. I like uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, she's a Disney girl who... I know. I know who she is. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's pretty good, Esther, huh? I want to go see her in concert. Oh, yeah, that would be sick, huh? Dad, you hitting Rodrigo tour? Uh, <laughs> uh absolutely no. <laughs> but we are doing some Dead and Company. Oh, you like The Grateful Dead, Esther? <laughs> that sounds scary. <laughs> Oh, 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 no, sweetheart, nothing, nothing to worry about. Just some legends playing some classic music. Well, will there be ice cream there? Well, sure, honey, yes, I'm sure there will be. Yay, I like ice cream. She seems really into this, Matt. Oh, yeah, she's the next gen for sure. Don't you worry she will not get into it because her dad is into it, though? Like, who wants to be listening to the same music as their dad, right? What do, you, what do you mean? I mean, if your dad pushes something on you at a young age, wouldn't that make you rebel later in the opposite direction? Well, sure, I guess that could happen, yeah, but come on, it's fish! I mean, your wife Lisa has been to many shows and she hasn't really come around. True, true. But this kid's got my DNA. She gets it. Oh yeah? You get it, Esther? What? Get what? You get what fish is all about, Esther? It's about... Dad having fun and uh, pretzels and smelling weird smells. Weird smells, huh? That's right, and we promised not to tell Mommy about those smells, right, darling? Yeah. Esther, what's the worst part of going to fish shows? Um, having to go to the bathroom. Dad takes me to the, to the men's room, but everyone's loud and yelling in there. Yeah, it's very loud in there, I know. Yeah, I can't take her into the women's room, obviously, so that's always a little bit of a wacky experience. Never know who you'll find in there. One time when Daddy was helping me go potty, a man came in um, uh, puked on Daddy's head. <laughs> oh, Matt, really? <laughs> yeah, true story. Uh, yeah, helping my little girl here pee, and some wook barreled in and was too spun out and, and yacked all over me. Daddy said he ate too many hot dogs. Sure did, Esther, way too many hot dogs. Well, Matthew, it seems like you are... Sharing many fond memories together with your daughter at fish shows. What is the best part of going to fish with your kid? Honestly, leaving Lisa at home. <laughs> Lisa just complains the whole time. Half the time we dip before the encore. Esther here, she's a bottomless pit. I can just keep feeding her snacks and she'll never want to go home. But also, sharing these incredible years of the best band in the world with my only daughter is truly the gift of my life. Oh, man. Wow, that's great, Matthew. Can I keep this book? I like it. Why, sure. Yeah, I'm not even sure how it got in there, so it's all yours. So are you doing New Year's Eve, Matthew? Well, I told my wife I wasn't interested in going because our dog Jim has run away. I heard, man. I'm so sorry. It is sad. Yeah. But also, it totally confirms what I've known his whole life. That Jim, my dog is a huge fish fan. I mean, he ran away at 12 years old, just like the song. It's nice to know he's out there keeping a fishy. Yeah, I guess that is comforting. So no New Year's, huh? Oh no, Esther and I are doing the 29th though. I went into Lisa's phone last month 
and looked up Cancun resorts on all of her social medias, and the algorithm started showing her Cancun, Mexico ads nonstop. So I hoped it would just put the idea in her head when I said to book us a place warm, end of February, that she would pick Cancun. And it worked. We're going to fish in Mexico, baby. Oh my God, dude, you did that intentionally? She, dude, you're like a professional fish husband. Serious kudos on that move, man. Thank you, thank you, yeah, I know. Well, it was absolutely a pleasure meeting both of you. Thank you so much for coming by the podcast today. Say hi to Lisa for me. Will do. Come on, Esther, let's go. Say say thank you to the nice man for the book. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right, guys. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Give it up for Matthew and Esther, everybody. All right. Coming up next, we have two huge guests. He's the bass player for Fish, and he's here with the greatest lighting guy in the world. Who does lighting for fish? Everybody welcome Mike Gordon and Chris Corota. So Mike, what's new? Not much about the day. Looking good and feeling good. <laughs> Maxing out on life. <sighs> Great to hear. Yeah, you're looking dapper as fuck, dog. Thank you. Chris, how are you holding, holding up? up? I'm holding up excellent. Thank you for asking above the day. I thought it'd be nice to have you here today together so we could uh, talk about the wonderful story of how Chris Corota became the lighting guy for Fish. Oh, great story. Great story. (laughs) Yes, yes. Great story indeed. However, Mike says no. Oh, I'll do it. I'll tell it. No, I will tell it. Oh, no, no, no. Let me just... (sighs) No, let me tell it. No, I insist. Seriously, I got this one, CK. We were just a small band in Vermont at the time. And on the side, Trey was teaching guitar to Chris as well. Correct. I wanted to learn from the greatest guitar player in Burlington. Yeah, so... (laughs) Sorry, my scarf's in my mouth. (sighs) So... Trey asked Chris if he knew anyone to help with carrying gear for a Nectar show coming up. And Chris nominated himself to do it. Yes, I said, I will do it for $20 a show. Oh, wow. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, right? So we did a gig at the Stone Church. Yeah, the Stone Church, right? And you know, above the day, we just really weren't clicking with our lighting guy at the time. He just wasn't getting it. And he never, ever drank alcohol. But this one night in New Hampshire, at the Stone Church, Church. he, out of nowhere, just starts pounding beers. Like, pounding them. Nothing strange about that. I mean, the guy didn't even drink, really. And then he's just throwing back beers. This one night. Just going through it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I always found that odd. (laughs) Ha ha, not me. And so, during the show... This lighting guy had to take a pee, which, you know, thinking back on it, it's weird. He never had to before. Like, bro, hold it in. We're playing the show. Oh, no, he had to pee. Trust me, I saw him. No one hypnotized him or anything. What? Nothing. Anyways, so we're playing Mockingbird, I believe, and Chris knew the song, and he did the lights while the other guy was peeing, and he did such a great job. We ended up going with Chris on lights from then on. Oh, man. 
So the guy who was taking a piss got the boot, huh? Was he pissed? You know, no, he was actually very excited for us. He seemed very happy about losing his job, which I've always found weird. <laughs> Nothing weird about that, just a happy guy. I mean, he took a piss and then he comes back and loses his job. And he was cool with it? I mean, I guess you're right, ATD. I never thought about it, but it is weird. He was just really excited we fired him, which we always thought was a shock to your brain. Oh, uh, are we live? Uh, oh shit. Hey, this is Above the Dave, and I'm here with Mike Gordon and Chris Kuroda. Hello, David. Chris, so good to have you here. Man. It is always just an honor to be in the same room as the greatest lighting guy ever. I know. Yeah, it's awesome. And Mike, looking fucking great, dude. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> my scarf keeps getting in my mouth. Really like the haircut. Thank you. So, today, guys, I was thinking we'd talk about the origins of that CK5 story about how he joined the band. Shocks your brain! So, hey guys, I was thinking today we talk about how handsome Chris is. What? <laughs> oh, please stop, you guys. Seriously, Dave, this man is a stud. Jonathan Van Ness would call him fierce. He's definitely one of the hottest dudes out there for sure. Oh, you guys are too sweet. You know, Chris, what I would love to do? You know what I'd love to do with you? What would you like to do, Michael? I would love to do a photo shoot with you sometime. Shocks your brain! Chris! Mike! Hello, Above the Dave. Oh, Mike. Hi. Guys, what a pleasure to have, have us here. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. You're always one step ahead of me. I am. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, I gotta ask this. Do you ever have to pee while you do lights? Um, why do you ask? I don't know, it just seems like I'd always have to go to the bathroom. Huh. Of course I do. I have a urinal underneath my lighting computers. Oh shit, you do? Job security, if you know what I mean. How so? Well, this way, I never have to leave the control deck. Oh wow. So you really don't want to leave your post, huh? Can never be too sure. Sure of what? Oh, above the Dave, Chris got his job because our lighting guy got drunk and had to pee. And, he, and so the guy then told Chris to take over. We loved his lighting work so much that we ended up hiring him and firing the other guy. Oh, wow. Was the other guy pissed? No. He was like super pumped for us. Oh, that's weird. So anyways, that is why I pee in a urinal below my lighting control deck. Not weird. It's totally normal. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Chris. It's, it's pretty paranoid, dude. I mean, like, I think you got the job, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, seems like a bit too- Shocks your brain! Mike Gordon. Hello. And Chris Kuroda, the greatest- Lighting dude ever. Yes. Hello, Above the Dave. Thank you for interviewing us. We did an interview? We did. And now it's ending. Oh. Well, thank you both for coming by the studio today. You are welcome. You're more, you're more, you're more, you're more than welcome, Above the Dave. Talk to you soon. All right. 
Well, Mike Gordon and CK5, everybody. Okay, and closing out today's episode, we've had him on a few times before. He's a lot seen favorite. One of the most important songwriters of all time also happens to be a huge Disco Biscuits fan. And he is here once again to play some Disco Biscuits songs like you've never heard him before. Everybody give it up for Bob Dylan. All right, Bobby. How's it going, Bobby Dave? It's going well, my man. You ready to rock out? What are we doing today? Let's see if you know this one. I'm pretty sure I will. As light as the clouds, as bright as the sun, as big as the crowds, and deep times the fun, as dark as the night, as tall as a tree.
Love me some humidity, 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 Hey, Bob, you want to give us one more we can go out with? Maybe so, do you have something like new, one of the newer songs? And I love the new stuff. Let's do it. All right. Been feeling something new. This feeling's got a different energy. You think you've seen it all, but doing some time extreme. I don't know where it ends. This train's headed to another galaxy. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Dylan. Thank you, thank you. Bob, you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much for sharing your unique vision. Anytime will be the day. Okay, and that is going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank all of my guests today, including Matthew and Esther, Chris Carota, and Mike Gordon, and of course, Bob Dylan. Next week, I'm going to take another jump into the Disco Biscuits history. I'm going to be talking about my top Disco Biscuit shows from the year 2001. I love this year so much, and I'm going to give you a bunch of my personal favorites from this year. After that, we are going to get another visit from Vicky the Hula Hooper, and we're going to see what's going on with her. To have with us the great Tom Hamilton, 
who's going to be talking all about J-Rad and Ghostlight and more. So please tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I truly appreciate it. Tell everybody you know to check in on the Lot Scene podcast. That would be wonderful if you could do that. I, will, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful rest of your week. And we will talk. We will see each other next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.